Hello there, listeners. How are you? Um, you are listening to Haveret Anolad with you, Abraham Barzilai, here in the studio in Israel. Um, today is Wednesday, the memorial day of uh, those who died for this state of Israel. And we all know that by the halakha, there is no any concept, there is no any uh, chapters who which dealing with the issue of Yom Azikaron, the memorial day of the soldiers or those people who died by um, the non-Jewish people for the fights, for the wars on Eretz Israel. But we know that if we think about this, so many people, tens of thousands of people, that the only reason why they died just because they were Jews. And we're not talking just about the anti-Semitism. We're talking about people who try to build a state, who try to build a home for the Jewish people. Unfortunately, during the days, the heads, the leaders of these states, designed the state in, in a way that actually going just like all the gleam around us, the secular state. That's the way they wanted. That's the state they wanted to see. A secular state. And it was by purpose. But the only thanks we have to give is to Hashem that He actually started the process of the Geula. And you can find it in the book of the Rabbi Dester, Mechtav Me'eliyahu, that he says that when we established this, this state and Hashem gathered the Klal Israel into Eretz Israel 67 years ago, it was a clear sign that the Geula is very, very close, getting close. So I don't know if we have, if the fact that we stand in the siren, when we hear that in the Yom Azikaron, in the memorial day, I don't know what benefit it gives to those soldiers who died for this state. But I know that we try to use that time to say a few chapters of Psalms of the healing, because we know that time nobody is speaking around us. Even the secular people don't speaking. There is no Lashon Hara in the air. There is no any scenes in the air. That's the time you can pray, you can say Tehillim, you can ask from Hashem for Klal Israel, and this is a pure time. Two minutes of known scenes. And I think that even if this is the only gain we have from this siren, I think we have to use it, and when we use it, 
and we use it for praying, for making chizuk in Torah and mitzvot, this is the most important thing we can do for Ilui Neshama, for those who died, for us, for me and for you, and for each one of us who can sit here in peace, in calm, and speak and say Shiure Torah, they have a huge part of that, and we have to appreciate them. That's why I want to take this program today, and I want to dedicate this radio show and the benefits which raising, which raised from this radio show for Illumine Shama of all those who died for us, for all those souls that sacrificed themselves just for their family, their nation, their nation people. Well, today um, I would like to speak about few topics, but not before. Uh, I will give you, I'll tell you the phone numbers for text messages, and I warmly recommend you to start and send your text messages from now so we can give uh, the proper answer to each one of you. So start and send us your questions, your messages. A phone number for text messages is 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. Well, the listeners, I would like to speak today. The first topic is going to be about the positive self-awareness. Positive self-awareness, this is the main issue. And why? Because if I would like to define a person, I want to know which kind of person is standing in front of me. I have to ask myself one question. What is the picture he has on, his, on himself? I mean, which way he sees himself? How he looks at himself? Positive way? Or maybe you think about himself that he is negative personality. And this is a main, this is a key question. And I tell you why. In the past, I say it here in Haaret and Olav lectures. Very interesting example. Let's say that there is uh, a Haredi man, a true man, that he is standing alone in his house in Leil Shabbat. And suddenly the electric plug shut it down. And the entire electric in his apartment shut down. Now he sits in the darkness. His Shabbat plate getting cold. He wouldn't have something to eat tomorrow. And the situation is that he is alone at home and nobody sees him. Now what is the chances 
that he's going to pull the plug up and bring the electric back to his apartment. I think it's going to zero. Nobody's going to do that, and nobody is so special for that, because if you got a from Jewish education from your childhood, even if you average and the rest of them is thought, but this Nisayon of Chilul Shabbat is not even Nisayon for you. It's not even an inner fight with your Yetzer Hara to pull the plug or maybe not. Because this is Chilul Shabbat and you're not going to make it. In spite of the fact that you are standing alone in your home, alone at home, home alone, and nobody sees you as no, and nobody's going to know about that, you won't do that. And why? When I ask people in my lectures, tell me why, what is the reason that people, that man is not going to pull the plug, they say, what are you talking about? This is because of the Yerachamayim. He has Yerachamayim. That's why he wouldn't pull the plug up. And I'm really impressed by this answer. And then I ask, okay. Okay. Now, I want to ask you another question. When you're talking on the phone with your friend, and you say Lashon Hara so many times in a one phone call conversation. And you don't even notice that you are speaking Lashon Hara. This is 36 love in the writer. 36 kinds of scenes when you speak in one speak of Lashon Hara. It's much worse than Chilul Shabbat, right? Where is your iracha mind disappeared? Where is it? So if you have iracha mind and you don't pull the plug up in Shabbat, so why you let yourself speaking Lashon Hara so many times? Why you don't keep your eyes when you're going out the street? Where is your iracha mind? Do you really think there are some few Different kinds of irachamayim. There is a irachamayim for Shabbat, and a different irachamayim for Lashonara, and a different irachamayim for I don't know what. Do you really think that? I don't think so, because if you have irachamayim, it's supposed to impact all, to inspire all your personality. So what are you talking about? The very sad answer. For the question, why a from average man will not um, will not going to make Chilul Shabbat, even if he knows that he's going to lose all his food and his Shabbos meals, it's not because of the Yeracha mine. You know why? You know what is the real reason of it? The real reason is. His self-awareness, his self-image. Because he has a self-image of a person 
who's not under the title of Mechalel Shabbat. Mechalel Shabbat is a description, very, very bad description by his mind. And he cannot live with the description of Mechalel Shabbat. It sounds worse. It sounds so worse. Am I Mechalel Shabbat? No. I cannot even think about it. I cannot stay on it. That's why you don't pull the plug up. But when you're getting to a matter of speaking Lashon HaRa, Medaber Lashon HaRa, Lashon HaRa speakers, I don't know if... I'm not in shock when I see this title. I can live with it. That's why I careless when I'm getting to the subject, to, to the issue of Lashon HaRa. Let's take a secular man, Chiloni. He is driving in his car in Shabbat. Maybe he even makes barbecue on Shabbat, okay? But when Yom Kippur is arriving, he put a yarmulke on his head, and he going to, he's going to the shul, and he is not smoking, and he keeps the Yom Kippur. Why you keep the Yom Kippur? Because you have your Rachamayim? You are Mechalel Shabbat all over the year, the entire Shabbatot of the year. Can I say about this man that he has Yiracha mind? So why you keep so tightly the Yom Kippur? You know why? Because you have a self-image. In your self-image, I am Mechalel Shabbos. Okay, it's okay for me. I'm not in shock. But Mechalel Yom Kippur, because of his education, because he remember from his childhood that his parents would keep the Yom Kippur very, very tightly. So he is in shock. I'm not Mechalel Yom Kippur. And that's why he keeps the Yom Kippur. That's why he keeps the Yom Kippur. So, the question if I'm going to make some scenes, or if I'm going to avoid from some scenes, it's not a matter of Yerachamayim, at least in the beginning of the process of getting close to Hashem. It's a matter of self-image and self-awareness. How much I can recognize myself, to recognize my, uh, my uh, personality? That's the real question. So this matter of self-image and self-awareness that I know I aware about myself, about my, my opinions, my behavior, my ways, my, my ways of life, Those facts is going to set the way I'm going to behave in my life. And it's very, very important.
Now let's close our eyes and let's try to think about it. What is the self-image of my own son? What is his self-image? What is the way he sees himself? Does he think about himself positive thoughts or maybe negative? Does he look at himself as a positive personality or maybe negative? It's all the depend in the, in the direct attention by the direct relationship between me as a parent to my child. If I embrace to myself an attitude of respectful, of honor, of honest, and that's the way I manage my relationship to my son, the direct relationship to my son, that's the way he's going to see himself. If I trust my son, if I trust my children, if I'm not looking for catch them when they wrong, when they doing wrong, and I'm just trying to illuminate the positive corners of their personality, that's the way they're going to see themselves. If I appreciate my son, he will appreciate himself. They just make a copy-paste when they see us, and the way we look at them, that's the way they embrace to themselves. Because every child, since he born till six years old, maybe seven or eight years old, he starts to build his self-image, his original self-image. And there, there is a critical importance to this process. When he starts to build his self-image, what is the base he's going to establish his self-image on? It's built only on the attitude that he purchased from us. My son came home, and I asked him, Yossi, do you have some homework to do? And he says, yes. And then I said, and you did it already? And he said, yes, Daddy, I made it. And then I asked, are you sure about that? And then he says, yes. And then you say, do you want me to check your notebooks? And he says, here is my bag, you can open it. Okay, Yossi, I believe you. <laughs> That's a way of suspicion. When you suspect your child, even if you don't say in a clear words, I don't believe you, but that's the way you actually express in the air. There is very, very critical importance to the 
atmosphere in the house, it's not a matter of small details. It's a matter of entire atmosphere, a general atmosphere in the home. If your child absorbing a, 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 an atmosphere of, of believingness, of trusting, you trust him, or maybe the atmosphere around the house is always suspicious, always I suspect him. Think about that. But the father says, I had never called my son a liar. It doesn't matter. This is not an issue of words. This is an issue of atmosphere. When you build respectful attitude atmosphere in the house, even if you have to criticize your child, even if you have to command your child, even if you want to say a positive thing, uh, a negative thing to your child, the key question is how you do that. You have to set a rule. I'm going to keep an attitude of respectful. Even if I have to say a few words of criticize, I'm going to do that in a respected way. A few days ago, I got a phone call from a father, and he told me, look, I have two boys, 12 years old. They are twins. And recently I, I noticed that my behavior to them is very bad. And I feel so bad with myself. Not once and not twice. It happened many times that I hit them. And I feel inside my heart that maybe I'm losing grip. Maybe I'm losing control. But I know this is not the way, so what can I do? How can I stop from yelling them? How can I stop myself from hitting them? Because... I already getting, got used to the fact that I hit them. And I know this is destroyable for them. How can I improve myself? Then I told him, look, first of all, I deeply appreciate your honest. And the very fact that you pick up the phone and you call me says everything. It says that you have the powers, and you already started with the process, with the process of improvement. Tell me. I want to know which hand you wearing your your watch. <laughs> he says, on my left hand. I told him I wanted to go in to into a corner in the shul, when nobody else inside. Stands in front of the Arona Kodesh, where the Sefer Torah inside. Put your hand and ask from Hashem, please, Hashem, help me to keep respected attitude to my twins. Please help me because you know this is my real will. I don't want to drift 
with this negative behavior, to hit them, to yell at them, to degrading them. I don't want to do that. Please, Hashem, help me to remember, even when they make me crazy, even when they make me hungry, please, Hashem, help me to control myself and to take this habit of hitting and yelling and humiliation to take it out of my lexicon. And then put off your watch from your left hand and wear it on your right hand. And this is going to be a reminder for you. And each time you look at your watch and you, and, and you search it for on your left hand and then you don't find it and then you remember, oh, it's on my right hand. Ah, it's remember me. It's reminding me. I decided to keep respectful attitude to my children. I'm going to do that. If you used to put your cell phone in your shirt pocket, exchange the place of it. Put it in your pants pocket. If you used to put your car keys on your belt, put it in a different pocket. All those little signs will remind you many, many times a day that you decided to switch the attitude, to improve the atmosphere and the relationship between you and your children. When you raise that decision, many times into your conscious, you can be sure that there's that Hashem. You will be able to keep the your decision, respected attitude to your child. I would like to add uh, some more part of, it, of this issue, but not before uh, we remind you the way to contact us. You have two ways. First of all, text messages. A phone number for text, 347 Nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. If you want to call in and share your story with us, share your difficult with us, and get an advice, um, you can call us live. A phone number seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. And also, you can listening to this radio show. Uh, through my website. Uh, the address of my website, that's where you can find many, many articles of education and uh, the entire recorded programs of Harayat Anolad. It's www.abraham-barzilai with y, barzilai.com slash eng for the English website. You can also 
send questions all over the week, and Bezat Hashem uh, will give you the answer. Now we're going to a small vocal break, and Bezat Hashem will be right back to complete uh, this issue of the self-image. Go ahead. Shemekhan 
very, uh, very sharp tongue. They have answer for everything. It's called chutzpah. How we can dealing with chutzpah? Many, many parents wishing for a magic solution to solve out the, the issue of chutzpah. I'll tell you how to deal with chutzpah. Chutzpah, this is a clear sign of a self-image, of a negative self-image. You know why? Because I see myself as unrespected personality. That's why I let myself to answer with chutzpah to my parents. Because I don't think about myself that I'm really important, that I really respected personality in this home, and that's why why I don't myself why I don't see myself as a respected personality because of the relationship, the attention that I getting from my parents. My parents always yelling at me, always humiliating me even if they don't really notice about it, but the general atmosphere in the house is unrespected attitude in front of me. That's why I let myself to use chutzpah, because that's the way I see myself. You can go out the street, and you can see someone with a daily cart, and he yelling, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, don't you angry, don't you angry, someone wants to eat. You're standing in the middle of the street and yelling like a wild animal, just for a few pounds, for a few coins. Because he sees himself as unrespected personality. Unrespected person let himself to yell in the middle of the street for a few pennies. But if you are a respected famous lawyer, you will never stand in the middle of the street and yell, I need customers, I need customers, who wants to be my customer? Even if you are desperate, deeply need right now some customers because you're going to lose your business because you have no any customers. You will never do that because it doesn't suit me. It's not me. My self-image, the picture, the image I have on my mind about, about myself, standing in a clear, sharp contrast to this behavior. Now, let's say that you're sitting with your child, and he has a chutzpah, and you're talking with him about that. And you tell him, my dear son, you know the chutzpah is not the way. It's, got, it's not going to lead you to any destination in your life. If you really want to achieve something in your life, if you really want to go far, you have to keep your tongue. And even if you see something that you don't like it, you have to keep a respected language. And it seems that your child really internalized the things, really internalized the values you try to inherit in him. 
But tomorrow morning, when he's getting angry, he forgets everything. And he used a huge chutzpah. And then you, and then you as a parent respond, Hey, don't you remember what we just spoke in the last night? How many times I told you do not use chutzpah in this house? I will give you a marshal example. The marshal says, I have a car. Car contains an engine inside. There is engine, and there is four wheels, right? Engine, his job is to make the wheels keep rounding, right? And the wheels, their job is to move the car from place to place. Now, when you're talking with your child about the chutzpah, about uh, violence, about the importance of being concentrating in the lesson, about the importance of homework, personally, I don't believe in homework, okay? I don't, I don't want you to think that I agree this is a very important thing, okay? But let's say that you're speaking with your child about the things that you actually appreciate, that you think it's very important. And he really understands you. And it seems that he's really internalizing your message. Actually, you're talking to his in Jane. His in Jane really understands the importance of your words. But tomorrow morning, when something is getting him crazy, when he's getting angry about something, then the real is breaking in. I need the brake to sit on the wheels, not on the engine. In the car, the brakes actually exist on the wheels because I have to break the wheels, not the engine. When you're talking to your child, you put the brake on the engine. It's not going to help him when he's getting to the Nisayon, to the situation. You have to put the brakes on the wheels. That, in order that when he is going to come into the situation, he will have the powers to break his will, to break himself, to make a stop. And how we can reach this destination? I'll tell you how. Just like I suggested to that man who asked me how to stop hit his children. I told him to change the, the hand that he's wearing his watch, to switch the pocket of his cell phone, to switch the location of his car keys. You know why? Because each one of us needs many, many reminders a day for keep 
the things in our conscious because min olam the general way of our soul is to forget ninety percent of the important things that we need to our life. The only way to not forget the critical needs of our life is to think about it many, many, many times a day. That's what the Torah says. V'yadata hayom v'hashevota el levavecha ki Hashem hu ha'elokim. That means you have to know it today. V'yadata hayom. I want you to know. And it has to be very clear, just like the sunrise. But just like the sunlight, that Hashem, who I look in, Hashem, He is the master of the world. But this is not enough. Because even if you really know that, in the next moment, you might forget it. That's why I demand you, Vahashevota el to make a regular daily studies, daily learning about emunah, about bitachon, to trust Hashem, to believe in Hashem, every day, every single moment. I want it to be, that's why we say, la'asok bedivrei Torah. has to be our business. And just like you, all your mind is always thinking about your business, how to make more money and more money, that same way you have to think about the emunah vitachon in Hashem. And this is the only way you raise it from your subconscious to your conscious in the most of the day. During the time, it's becoming to be an integral part of your personality. And this is our destination. When you keep respected attitude to your child, you always expressing feelings and values of respected. In another words, I'm telling to my child thousands times a day, I respecting you. You are important in my eyes. I think positive things on you. During the time, it's becoming part of his conscious, of his, his personality. Then, when the situation came, when you say something that it's making so nervous, you put the brakes on the wheels. He will never say anything of chutzpah because it doesn't suit me. Just like a big Spanish lawyer would, would, will never stand in the middle of the street and screaming, I need customers. The same way why the Prime Minister don't come to the house with the T-shirt. The same way your son will never say a word of chutzpah. You know why? Because it doesn't suit him. He doesn't see himself that way because we respected him. When the general atmosphere in the house is a general of is an atmosphere atmosphere of honor, of respected, 
then you take 90% of the life struggling and you just whip them out of his life. Now, when your child getting to 17 years old, he have the old powers to dealing with the great, real, important things in his life. He have the powers to conquer the world. Instead of dealing with so low issues of chutzpah, of to to awake on time in the morning or something else. The key word is respected attitude. Just keep that. Close your eyes and make a real decision. From now on, that's the way I want to see my home. Home of respecting. And if you need reminders, take off your watch from your left hand and put it on your right hand. Take your cell phone and put it in a different place. Take your keys and put it in a different place. Make much as much as you can, some changes in your life that every single moment is going to make a reminder for you, I decided to change the atmosphere in my home, and I'm going to implement it, and nobody can stop me. And if you have a real strong decision, you're going to make it. No doubt, you're going to make it. Now, before we're going to another vocal uh, break, I'll tell you that the way to contact us, you can send us text messages, our phone number for text, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. You can also call in our phone number, 718-688. Three fifty-eight, fifty-eight. Uh, now we're going to a small musical break, and then uh, we have another topic. And Bezrat Hashem, in the end of this radio show, uh, we uh, take your questions, and Bezrat Hashem give you the answers. Now we're going to a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with you. Oh, 
Ira ra ki atai madi. 
work with you. You are listening to Haveritan Olad. And actually, in the first hour of this radio show, we spoke about the uh, importance of the self-image and how it influences our children's life. Now, I understand that we have some listeners on the line, so maybe we should say hello to the first one. Hello? I try to improve it, and I don't see any improvement. And I ask, 
where, uh, uh, where, when, when did you start with that? And they say, two weeks ago. You cannot change uh, uh, a stable uh, self-image in two weeks. First of all, we have to be aware of that, that this is a matter of time. Now, we all know that we cannot change everything in one day, but we have to, to start the process. I mean, just try to close your eyes and ask yourself, what is the most thing that actually makes me nervous, that I yell at my child so many times at that? Let's say that we're talking about the issue of uh, taking a shower or maybe bedtime or maybe homework. I don't know. It's getting changed from home to home, okay? Now, let's say that I have two or three things that they get me nervous. Let's try to start with them. Let's start to make some reminders to us about the A, B, C. I'm, I'm going to keep the respected attitude. Even if it makes me crazy, I will control myself, I will stop myself, and I will speak in respected attitude. Let's start with that, because the change will never be uh, directly changed. I mean, when you speak with your children, or you try to pass a message uh, for them, you know, in, the, in, a, in their conscious, to speak with them about specific issue, it's not so benefit. You know why? Because you try to make the change through their conscious through their mind, and we always say that again and again. The only things that we, that we are raising up with, we're talking about the experiences, not with the knowledge. You, personally, I suppose, I, I, I guess, that you don't really remember what you learned in fifth grade or maybe seventh grade or maybe tenth grade. Why? Because lessons give us knowledge and knowledge we we have the trend to forget it but what is the most things that inside your personality that you are strongly remember that you remember the experiences of the life the attention you got from your parents the attention and the attitude from your teachers that's the real things that you really remember from your childhood the same way the same way we have to try to build another atmosphere and start with one or two or three points that it's really, uh, you know, you're very, very nichal on that. You have very nisayon. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's big risk for you. On the A, B, C, it's getting nervous. Now you're taking control about the A, B, C. Don't talk directly to your child because making change in self-image it's something in the air. It's something okay. that, you know, it's, it's going from the back door. It's not something that you speak with your child directly. So try to improve it. Start with something, and you very quick you, you will see that if you improve your attitude in one or two points, it's going to inspire all the atmosphere in the house. The improvement will come faster than you can imagine. Okay, thank you. Can I ask you one other quick question? Okay. Uh, my son this morning, a challenging son of mine, 11-year-old, mentioned to me, he started crying that I don't trust him, 
to ride to camp every day, to ride his bike with his friend. He asked me, can I ride my bike with my friend every day to camp? Cause, so I said, no, that's, you know, we're not going to. And he started crying that I don't trust him. Most kids his age are riding to camp. But the truth is that I'm nervous for him for his safety. And so, so I said, no, it wasn't a discussion. I just said no. And he knows there is, you know, that he has a feeling of lack of trust on my end. What? But he can't ride. I don't think it's safe for him to. So what do you advise well, I, I tell think, him? Uh, yeah, I think we have to make the, the clear limitation between trusting or uh, physically risk, okay? If you uh, actually scared about some accident or for his safety, as you said, you can make your limitation and say very clear and loud, you're not allowed to ride on your bike to the camp, okay? But it's not standing. I mean, that's what you have to tell him, okay? You're not allowed to do that. That's it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm telling to you, it's not saying that you're not trusting, okay? Because it has to be very clear to you that if you trust him, maybe you will let him to fix something in the electric system in your house. You wouldn't do this, right? Even if you were begging to you, please, I want to fix it. I took some uh, courses about electric, and I really know how to fix it. No, you're not going to touch the electric because it's very dangerous, okay? The same way you can tell him, I don't allow you to ride on your bike. That's it. If you, inside your mind, will not feel guilty, and you will not feel that you make something bad to your child, and you will be very strong with it by you, just like when you don't allow him to fix the electric system in your house. If you're getting to the same way in your inner, inner feeling, it will not make any negative impact on your child. But if you feel, oh, I'm guilty, oh, I'm a bad mom, oh, why I didn't let him, now he feels that he degraded uh, by his friends. When you think about these negative thoughts, Again and again and again, you feel bad with yourself, and your son actually recognizes this atmosphere. He, the, the kid has huge talent, intelligence, you know, to, to get when my parents feel they are not uh, uh, doing right. But if you live with yourself in peace with your decisions, it will not make any, any uh, uh, negative impact on your child. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, too, for calling in. Thank you, too. Um, around, do we have uh, more listeners, or we can uh, keep on with our, uh, with our uh, program? Uh, well, uh, okay, we can go on. Now, um, I would like to speak right now about one more topic, as I promised, because it's very, very important. Uh, but you, dear listeners, can keep and send us your text messages, uh, you know, all over the, uh, the topics that you want. Our phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398 for call-in, 718-683-5858. Now I would like to say a few words about the achievements. When we're talking about achievements, um, maybe I should start from another point. This week, two days ago, 
Uh, I had a radio show. I was joining to a panel of uh, experts, Chinook experts, in one of the FM stations in Israel, in the radio. And then I talked about, I spoke about the importance of putting efforts. I mean, I said that when Hashem created the world, He started to create the light and the darkness. Uh, the animals, the birds, the sea, uh, the soil, everything we know. And then, in the final, in the last day, in Friday, Hashem created the Adam, the Adam Arishon, the man, the human, the, the humankind, the human nature. And then, when Hashem created Adam Arishon, He created him so, so problematic. And I'll tell you what I mean. The Gemara says, Egel ben Yomo karui Egel. It means the son of the cow, I don't know the correct word in English, the son of the cow, which born in a few days, he knows everything. He knows how to walk on his feet. He knows where to find food. He knows which things is threatening him, how to avoid from dangers. He knows everything in a few days. And just like the all animals around us, the fishes in, in the sea, in a few days they know where they have to be, where they have to find their food, and what is the dangerous fishes around them. They know everything. Besides the man, Adam Arishon, the human being, the Adam Arishon, a little baby, when he born, he have so many difficult time. He have to learn how to eat. To eat. He have to learn how to how to walk. He have to learn the issue of when they start to to to, to get uh, the teeth. It's so painful for them. They crying for overnight. And then any process going so slowly to learn the word, the letters, and then the words, and then the sentence, and then the stories, and then to learn how to avoid from dangerous places. Everything's going so, so slow. And we ask, why, Hashem? Why did you create the Adam Arishon? Chazal says, the royal crown of the creation. He's supposed to be so, so, so complicated, so problematic. Why? He's the king of the creation. He's supposed to be the perfect person in the world. And then I said in that radio show, you know why? Because, uh, because Hashem is speaking to us through two 
ways. The first one is by the Torah. Hashem says what He wants from us and what, and what He doesn't want from us, okay? <coughs> but the second way Hashem speaks with us is by the creation, by Maase Shamaim Varetz, the creation. You have to be smart enough to read the map correct, look at the map of the world, and try to find out from the way how Hashem created the creation, Hashem speaks with you through the creation. And if Hashem created the Adam so problematic, that means that Hashem is yelling to us. Hashem is screaming, My dear son, your only goal in this world is to put in effort. That's why I created you so complicated, with so many stages that you have to pass in your life since you were born. So many barriers you have to break to make one step forward. It's, the effort is not the way for the success. No. The effort itself this is the goal of the creation. That's why I created you that way. Don't you see that? It's so clear. But then, something very interesting happened. One of the members of the panel of the experts said, Excuse me? What are you talking about? You want us to build education system with so low demand with not uh, destinations of studies with a high level of studies if you say that uh, just the effort is, makes the difference this is what's what really important so what about the achievements to to make knowledge in the Torah and the mitzvot, what are you talking about? And then he said, when a little child experiences failure after failure, again and again and again, and he doesn't really reach to any achievement, then he starts to be exhausted then he started to losing the trusting in, his, in himself. When he experiences failure again and again and again, he has no any achievements, so he doesn't believe himself. It's effect. It ruins his self-image. And then he is a total failure. Don't you agree with me? That's what one of the experts say to me. In the first sight, it sounds very, very, uh, <laughs> very true. But no, it's also wrong. And I don't want you, the listeners, to fail in this trap. And I'll tell you what I answered to him. I told him, look, you say, you say that if someone, a kid, experiences 
failure again and again and again. He's losing his self-confidence. He lost his self-image. I agree. But why? Because we, the adults, make the achievements important. When my child came home with, with, with his examination, and he got a mark of 40% instead of 100%, even if I say nothing, I just make a face of, oh, not too bad. Bezrat Hashem, next time you will reach 100%. Without words, I'm demonstrating in front of my child that what's really matter is the mark, the 100%. Okay, you got 40%? Not too bad. Maybe next time you will make it. So I demonstrate, I'm expressing values of successful. The success, this is what really matters. What do you mean when a child experiences failure again and again and again? Because we make the achievement so important, that's why he feels that he is a failure, that he fails again and again and again. But if we highlighting the efforts, my dear son, you got 40%, who cares? I know how many efforts you've put on this test. I appreciate you. I take this uh, paper of examination and I pass it on a frigider and I'm proud of this test because I know this is a test, this is an examination of efforts. I appreciate you. Then, your child will never experience failures. You know why? Because you don't give, you don't highlight the success. You're always highlighting the efforts. So the old concept of experience failure will not be exist. Who told your child this is called a failure? Because you're always highlighting the achievements. That's why he feels so bad with himself. But if you highlight the efforts, he will never feel bad with himself, except if he didn't put any effort. And this is very good if you have bad feeling because he didn't put effort. That's very good. And on the other hand, if my son came home with the great mark of 100%, and I know that he didn't put any effort to success in this examination, then I look at him and I say, that's it, 100? Give me a pen. And then I write down on the paper, 1 billion. You are dealing with numbers? I can write any numbers you want. The numbers make the difference. The numbers will build your life, your personality. If that was the goal, numbers, Hashem could create in you just like the angels. 
or at least just like a cow. No problems, no efforts. In a few days, they know everything. Hashem wants your heart. Hashem wants your efforts. Hashem wants you to sacrifice yourself. Not physically. To sacrifice your own tavot, your own wills. In other words, he wants you to put an effort. So, I don't really understand the happiness of you when you're talking about the mark of 100%. I know you didn't put any any effort to that. It's not makes me happy. When you raise your child that way, no doubt, he will be a man with quality. No doubt of that. Now, the listeners, we have a pile of questions, but you can keep and send us your text messages, 347-927-8398. We are going to a small vocal break, and then immediately to the answers for your text messages. A phone number for text, 347-927-8398, a special priority for those who want to call in, a phone number for calling seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. We're going to a small vocal break, and we'll be right back with you and with your questions. Stay with us. <laughs> Thank you. 
ふしたとら、はきどしゃ、ねわいめがべふぐしゃ、つばらぬもらしゃ、もしゃべれべらもない、ふしたとら、はきどしゃ、ねわいめがべふぐしゃ、つばらぬもらしゃ、もしゃべれべらもない。
can cover your question. And I'm really afraid to start even a little part of my uh, answer to you because it might uh, make you confused. Confuse. So I just recommending you go on my website. You can find many, many lectures dealing exactly with what you need, discipline issues. And when you're listening to one or two or maybe three of my lectures, and then you can give me a call, then we have a language in common. I can talk with you uh, with the familiar uh, terms, and we shall understand one another. So first of all, go to my, go on my website or the website of JRIT Radio and looking for lectures dealing with the issue of discipline. Then give me a call and Bezat Hashem. It will be easier. But don't uh, be desperate, okay? Because your description actually describes very, very, very bad and, and, and uncomfortable uh, and painful picture. Please try to do something and if you don't have any access to the internet or something like that, call me anyway. Uh, I'll give you my phone number. My phone number is seven one uh, no nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four nine one seven zero nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four. You can call me every night between 10 p.m. to midnight. Of course, we're talking about Israel local time. Next question. Dear Rabbi, I would like to know what to do about my nine years old who loves to read and can only fall asleep at night like that and then wakes up late and doesn't want to get up on time. Well, also belongs to discipline. I mean, you as a parent have to set the rules in the house. I mean, if the general atmosphere in your house, you have an average discipline, it's okay. If 70% of your demands, your child actually follow them, so we're talking about disciplined child, it's okay you are in the normal range, okay? Now, you have a specific issue, a specific difficult with uh, um, that she loves to read uh, a book, okay? Now you can set the rules. You can tell her, look, at 9 p.m., you close the book. Now, how long you have to read the book, it depends on you. If you're getting into the bed on 8 p.m., so you have a whole hour to read. If you're getting uh, to your bed in 7 p.m., you have two hours. But you, as a parent, has to set the rules. And yes, you can take uh, the book from her or maybe to shut, uh, to shut down the lights. And that's it. This is bedtime, as it sounds bad time, not story time. This is a bad time. I know in many, many houses the bad time is also bad time. That's right. 
but not because of the books, okay? It's because of the discipline. Now, you have to be ready for uh, a difficult process, okay? Because you start to make a change. It takes time. So in the first time, it's going to be very, very, you know, frustration and makes her nervous and maybe she will respond in unexpected way. But you have to know. And first of all, I'm going now into a long process until I complete it. No expectation. No expe- <laughs> I know the word. No expression. No, it's not expression. I don't know. It embarrasses me. Okay? No exceptions. That's the word. No exceptions. This is, these are the rules. That's it. Okay? Now, when you go with that, you have to make sure with yourself. If you are meaning to go with it until you complete the process, so go for it. But if no, don't even start with that because you just make your child to feel more frustrated and for nothing because in the end of the story, you let him read. So why did you start this process, okay? He feels that you made evil for him. So be careful of that, and I wish you successful with that. Now to the next question. What can you do? if their self-esteem is already being compromised and they are teenagers, what can we do now? In general, usually, when I receive the question about teenagers, I always say, look, there is something that we call Gilchinuch, the range of the age that you have an impact on your child. When they get into teenagers, it's almost out of Gilchinuch, the, the age that you can still impact uh, their soul. But your question is different. Because when we're talking about self-esteem and self-image, you still can impact them even if they already teenagers. And this is the good news. And why? Because the matter of self-esteem, this is a picture. A picture which built during a long time how I see myself. And if his self-esteem actually ruined, you can fix it by making the total opposite of your previous behavior. If in the past, you behaved, your relationship to your children was a relationship of humiliation, a relationship of many, many criticisms, or something like this. Just try to make the opposite. To find in your mind, just try to find the good things of your specific teenager. And try to focus your attention to to concentrate only on his positive things. You have to make a, a, a brainwash to yourself every night before you're getting sleep. Just keep thinking about his positive characters, about his positive things during the time 
even if you don't notice about it, you start to express feelings of appreciation, feelings of respected attitude. Your teenagers very, very fast will recognize it, and they will start to internalize it. And when they will start to internalize it, you have to take it into account that this is a matter of time and maybe a long time. But this is your duty. Start to make the change. And Bezat Hashem, during the time, you will see uh, the improvement. A phone number for your text messages, 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And now we will take uh, one more question. Hi, my daughter is 10 and a half, crazy mature, going on 20. She always has an answer for everything I say or a question. Sometimes it becomes chutzpah, like she's smart aleck. Well, we already spoke about the chutzpah. And the very fact that see that your daughter is uh, so mature, it's 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 a value. It's a good thing. It's not a it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. But the point is, how I struggling with that? First of all, we have to learn the musar. I mean, do not be worried about our dignity, our personal dignity, okay? The same way that we make so horrible things against Hashem. And Hashem is the most respected, I don't know what to say, thing in the world. He is the king of the world. And He is Mochel Al-Kevodo. We make some chutzpah things and Hashem make a mechila. In another word, Hashem doesn't take it personally if we can say something like this. I just want you to understand. Don't take her chutzpah personally. This is the first rule when we approach into the issue of chutzpah. Don't take it personally. And if you, if, and if you feel that it makes you crazy, you have to learn Musar the rebuke to know and to learn to be mochel al kevodo. That's first of all, because raising children will never based on um, you know ego. Because if you base it on your ego, you are in troubles. Okay, you have to be the adult here. You have the responsibility on your child's life. And you cannot let yourself to be affected by him, okay? You cannot let yourself to be a second player in his playground. You have to be from above. That's the first rule. Second rule. Try to change the atmosphere. I mean... From now on, let's say that you say something, and she said something of chutzpah. Look at her in a very, very surprised face and try to make it real from the bottom of your heart. 
look at her for a long time, for a long moment, and then tell her, I can't believe that I have just heard this word getting out of your mouth. I don't think it suits you. And make a face of, just like when you say something disgusting, but be careful, do not hurt her. Just to demonstrate your shock, you really don't believe. How did you speak like that? And then turn around and go from there. Don't wait for her respond. Just leave her with a bad taste. Now be consistent. Next time it happens, make your, fa your face in shock. And say again, I don't believe a smart girl like you talking like that. I'm your mommy. Turn yourself and leave the place. Don't let her to respond. Just say your command. Say your words from above. You're not part of her game. And don't make the situation and, and becoming it to a fight or to a war. And please, don't take it personally. Okay? Don't take it personally. Well, dear listeners, our radio show is getting to its end. I would like to say a few uh, announcements. Um, if there are some teachers or some presidents of communities that listening to our radio and you want me uh, to make a Shabbaton in your community, or if you want to arrange a series of lectures about raising children and courses or something like that, uh, you can call me directly. Uh, my phone number is 917-809-4944. Also, we have a special courses uh, here in Israel. If you have some relatives that you want them to know about that, um, we have uh, classes in Jerusalem, in Benebrak, and in Rehovot City. Uh, you can call to Merkaz Hesegim. Uh, the phone number is 03 also, um, if you want to be part of Harayatan Olad in America, we're looking for people who want to, um, to be part of us. You can reach me at the same phone number or by email. My email is abrahameducation at gmail.com, abrahameducation at gmail.com, or you can contact me through my website. My, my website is Abraham dash across barzillaia.com. Also, we're looking for a volunteer who is a website editor for my website because I see that I'm so busy and I have no space to update 
the website and we're looking for someone who is professional and he wants to take it as a project to make a volunteer for the community of you, the listeners, for New York citizens and America citizens, I will be happy uh, if he contacts me. Thank you very, very much. Great thank to Iran Jacob for bringing my voice into your ears. And thank you to Nissim Lazari, the manager of this radio station. And thank to you, the listeners. Be'ezrat Hashem, next week, the same day, the same hour, Harayat Anolad. I was here, I've been with you, Abraham Barzilai. Thank you very much. Be in touch. Bye-bye.